Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And today we look ahead to the final two rounds of qualifying for the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations finals. Ivory Coast have to finish well to make it. We hear from our correspondent in Abidjan. The mood here is a lot of people have been frustrated, really. And many people think that it's, it's, it's the fault of the Federation. And in the English Premier League, we look at the impact that African players are making at Stoke City, including Nigerian Victor Moses. So this is a real opportunity for him to kickstart his career and just to see how good he, he can be. Yes, more on Stoke City coming up later, but let's focus on the Africa Cup of Nations qualifying because in the next few days we'll know the identities of the teams that will be playing at the 2015 finals with games this weekend and the final fixtures coming up on Wednesday. So let's start off with Nigeria, the defending champions, only four points from four games so far in Group A. They'll play away on Saturday to Congo Brazzaville and then host South Africa on Wednesday. Can they do it, Solomon? Well, it's going to be very difficult for the Super Eagles of Nigeria. They have to make sure they pick six points from the next two games, and that is going to take them to ten points. And would ten points be enough? Uh, there's been a lot of drama around the Nigerian Football Association, around coach Stephen Keshi. At one point, he was uh, relieved of his duties, and he was brought back through the intervention of the president of Nigeria, uh, President Goodluck Jonathan. Nigeria played a friendly game uh, at the weekend in Akwaibom in uh, that opening of that magnificent stadium where they're going to be playing uh, the game against South Africa. It is going to be a do-or-die affair for Nigeria. Goalkeeper Vincent Nyema is, is definitely going to make sure that he motivates his words. And it's good to see Kalu Uche, uh, who plays uh, in Spain. He's back. The striker is back in the team. And I'm sure Stephen Keshi is looking at it and really saying, look, I really have to make sure that we go all out to be able to make sure we get good results. But the next game against uh, Congo is, is definitely going to be very difficult. Congo won again. Nigeria in the first game uh, 3-2 uh, so they, they are motivated they know they can pick another win it's going to be difficult for Nigeria in Brazzaville and then you would have the next game uh, at home for Nigeria against uh, South Africa and maximum points is only is the only way to go for Nigeria to go to the next Africa Cup of Nations in 2015 and defend the trophy they won in South Africa. So it won't be easy for the Super Eagles. An absolutely glittering new stadium they have uh, for that final home game. One of the best in Africa, I'd say. Let's go to Group D and Ivory Coast are struggling. A joint second place with DR Congo on six points. Cameroon topped the group on ten points. And Ivory Coast surprisingly beaten at home by the DRC in their most recent contest. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Adrian Barnard spoke to our correspondent in Abidjan in Ivory coast Olivia Cuadio to ask how the mood is among fans of the elephants. The mood here is a lot of people have been frustrated really and many people think that it's, it's, it's the fault of the federation that they did not really manage well the federation and you know outside the play on the ground there are some external problems in the federation that are uh, affecting you know our performance we have the best players in africa and our players are playing in best teams in europe so it is just confusing that when we come to play as a team 
we cannot really play well and win against those teams. This is kind of confusion. This is what creates the frustration, you know, with the fans. So they also have that all-important final game against Cameroon. Do fans feel that you can actually win that game? Because you lost 4-1, didn't you, to Cameroon early on in the qualifiers? The fans, that are, they are just observers right now. They are observers waiting and see what is going to happen. So not so much uh, excitement, or but they are just observing the outcome of the two coming games. We fans don't know what what is happening with our team. We have no idea because we trust our team as being uh, one of the best teams in Africa. And uh, you know, these four months we still don't understand what is going on. So we hope that we're gonna win, and we 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 feel confidence. And that the, the mistake or the error that we made during these two last games, we're going to fix them and win this game. That's Olivier Coadio, our Ivory Coast correspondent uh, on Skype from Abidjan. Let's go to Group F and Zambia. The 2012 champions had a very slow start, but uh, victory last time now does put them in with a good chance of making it through to the finals. Uh, Zambia will play away to Mozambique on Saturday, and then on Wednesday they'll be at home to group leaders Cape Verde. Yes, uh, Zambia for me has been a bit disappointing, Steve. Uh, I thought this was actually the easiest group of uh, all the groups with Zambia, Cape Verde, Mozambique and Niger. And now they're trying to climb back to you know, the top of African football and uh, sitting with just five points from that group. They, and they're on the same point with the Mozambique, just to let you know, they, they're with five points. It's just a case of goal defense and they're going away to Maputo to play Mozambique you know, in their next game. So it, it is going to be really be a very interesting zambia i feel they are in a phase of transition with players like chris kotango now you know gradually getting out and not playing the way that we used to know them they are definitely going to struggle to qualify here even as a second best team it is going to be extremely difficult for them uh, with the last few results because uh, mozambique has a good chance of also uh, finishing second so it's going to be a fight between mozambique and also a Zambia. And one of the most exciting groups, uh, Group G, where Tunisia are on top with 10 points. Senegal second on seven. They made a fantastic start, but are now being caught by Egypt, who lost their first two games, but are now there on six points. Uh, who do you see making it out of Group G, Solomon? Uh, Senegal has been playing so well. They started like a house on the fire, but the last uh, two games have not been really where the, I expected them to. Botswana, no point in that group. But we have Tunisia, which for me has uh, qualified already though they still have uh, two games to play with 10 points it's almost you know they just need to pick a point or two I would love to see uh, Senegal uh, playing at the Africa Cup of Nations last time around they missed they, they're a very talented bunch great players across Europe individually talented but playing as a team as a unit has really been difficult for them Egypt we they, their football has gone down the drain for some time because of a whole lot of political and social issues in their nation but with six points, uh, they would also feel they have a, a good chance of qualifying, you know, with, but would they be able to do that against Senegal? They're going to be playing at home against Senegal, so they have a, a great chance. And in their last game, they have to go away to Tunisia. 
Well, that's a tight group, that one. And next week, we'll be looking at the teams that have made it to the Nations Cup finals. Let's go to Facebook and WhatsApp now. Last week, we asked, what do you think makes a footballer a good role model? Is it all about their performance on the pitch, or do you look at their private life as well? We asked this following the death of South Africa captain Senzo Meiwa. Well, Ansumana Saidi Khan in the Gambia says being a good role model as a footballer doesn't mean only playing good football and winning trophies, but I strongly believe that your private life has some significant impact in this. Ebu Mendy says a role model footballer is someone who leads by example on the pitch, at home and in society. As many youngsters look up to you as a role model. And I think Didier Drogba is indeed a great role model. And uh, from the Gambia, no name here, but says, yes, footballers can be role models because Drogba and Samuel Eto'o are my role models. They give a lot of help to Africa, and that's what we expect from a true African. Thanks for those comments. This week, tell us what you think of the results in the Nations Cup qualifiers as the results come in. We'll be posting after each round of games, so you can give us your reaction on WhatsApp on plus four four seven nine double five. Two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, and that's all one word. Well, there's no English Premier League football this weekend, so let's catch up with action from the last couple of weeks. And congratulations to listeners in the Gambia as Swansea's Modu Barrow became the first Gambian to play in the Premier League. That during Swansea's 2-1 win over Arsenal last weekend, great achievement there. Well, our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. Uh, now, Senegalese player Diafra Sacco won the English Premier League African Player of the Month award for October. This after some great games with West Ham United. Sacco joined West Ham from French club Metz, and he's made a big impact, Stuart. Absolutely. And now, I've got a confession, Steve. Uh, it's always good for the soul, they say. But when West Ham signed him from Metz, I confess I knew very little about him. But, you know, some players come to the Premiership and they don't make an impact, and some go straight at it. And, you know, the reason that he's got this award is that he's played seven times for West Ham and has scored six goals, six goals in his first seven Premier League games. And, and it's not that they're tap-ins and things like that. You know, he scores the winner against uh, Manchester City. He scored against Liverpool. He scored against um, Manchester United. So, you know, he's really doing the business. And, you know, West Ham were a team that perhaps one expected to be trying to avoid relegation. And at the moment, they're in the top six. And, uh, you know, Sam Allardyce, the manager, got a lot of criticism last year. And he brought in Teddy Sheringham, the old Tottenham Manchester United striker, uh, to help them play more attacking football. And my goodness me, you can't really complain for Diafra Sacco, who's got, got the ball in the net uh, already six times. So uh, it seems to be working, whatever they're doing. Yes, Diafra Sacco in great form at West Ham United. Stoke City are doing well in the English Premier League. They're in ninth place after 11 games. and They've got a good contingent of African players, among them Senegal striker Mam Biriam Diouf. Well, first of all, Stoke is a city in the Midlands of about half a million 
uh, people. The football team is managed by Mark Hughes, the old Manchester United hero. And, uh, you know, last year they finished ninth in the Premiership, which was a very good performance. If you go back the previous five years, they were 11th to 14th. And they're a middle-of-the-table team. I think that's probably all they, they can expect. Now, they won the League Cup, but you have to go back to 1972 for that. Uh, they did reach the FA Cup final in 2011, losing 1-0 to Manchester City, and that man, Yaya Torre, got the goal that deprived them. They have a reputation for playing fairly direct football. The previous manager, Tony Pulis, uh, you played a very effective but not terribly attractive style of football. You know, they used to win matches while having less possession than any other team in the uh, Premier League, which was quite a remarkable and some people would say slightly boring approach to life. But they certainly seem to like their African players. Um, one of the most effective uh, is undoubtedly Birm Diof. Um, and, you know, he's come from Hanover in the summer and he's already scored uh, three goals, played nine games and scored three goals. So that's, that's, that's a really good start. And now they've got Victor Moses. Now, I was really quite amazed to discover that Victor's only 23 because he seems to have been around in England forever, playing for Crystal Palace, Wigan, Chelsea, Liverpool. His time at Chelsea and Liverpool, of course, was a bit of a struggle for him because he really just couldn't hold down a first-team place. And now at Stoke, um, he's playing every week, and uh, again, he's, he's got on the scorer sheet. So this is a real opportunity for him to kick-start his career and just to see how good he, he can be. Then the, the Moroccan Osami Saidi is also uh, at Stoke, and he often comes off the bench. He scored a, a few goals in his Stoke career. I think he's technically a Liverpool player, but has been on loan to Stoke both this season and last season. And then the final African is Peter Odomwingi. Now, he had a great year last year, uh, scoring five goals in his uh, 15 appearances, but he struggled to get in the team this year and has actually only had one start for Stoke. You know, he, he scored in the World Cup, uh, played um, in all Nigeria's games in, in the World Cup, but he's just somehow not quite managing to convince uh, uh, Mark Hughes that he should be in the starting team. He's 33, so I suppose you could say that his best days are behind him, but perhaps he's got another year or two. But certainly the, the, there will be a nice little uh, group of Africans at Stoke City, and uh, they're certainly making an impact. Thanks, Stuart. A good contribution from the African players then at Stoke City. That's it for this edition of Planet Sport Football Africa. Do get in touch with us, though, on WhatsApp and on Facebook as the results come in from the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers. Give us your reaction to the games on WhatsApp on plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers, from Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir, thanks for being with us. You can find us online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.